Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. If you can find the time to explore the mind of a stripper, then you can find the time to spend with your actual family. Prime Time with Isaac and Sue. What they on? All steroids and no carbs. They're the big ass kids. This is Primetime. Prime time. Not like you. We're growing up. Your source for the best in local, regional, and national sports. Oh, my goodness. Here are Isaac Roth and Jason Sakanik with Primetime on 1080 The Fan. All right, welcome back. Hope you're having a nice little, uh, what is today, Tuesday? Today would be Tuesday. Titans are getting a dome. We have a sports equinox uh, this week. Jason Quick returning to our program. A lot happening. A lot going on right now, though. Let's uh, let's root. Let's do it. It's time to take a trip around the college football universe with Isaac and Sue. I would like to know things. This is the College Football Jamaroo, part of Primetime with Isaac and Sue on 1080. He is a five-star douche magoo. What? The fan. A couple things I've uh, got for you here on the Rue before we get to in the news. Uh, Nick Daschle is in on hot gambling talk. I don't know if you saw this, but uh, our friend over there at Oregon Live. Yes, you have the Don Sutton haircut. Do they still print the Oregonian? Mm, I don't know. I mean, I'm. I think they do. I would assume that there's like maybe. I know a lot of papers do like a weekend run. You know, I don't know if it's an, an everyday sort of thing, but. Well, anyway, Nick Daschle over there. Uh, at Oregon Live, listing Oregon State and how they fare as a large favorite over the years because they are favored by 24 points over Colorado. How about that? 24. Well, Colorado is awful, although they are coming off a win over, you know, Cal. When's the last time the Bees were favored by 24 over anybody? Well, that's what Nick Daschle explored. Talk to me, Nick. We will have that. Um, But let's get to Oregon-UCLA. Okay. Uh, UCLA... Is playing Oregon this week. I don't know if you guys know that. That's out at Autzen. Nine versus ten, I believe. Autzen Stadium. Yeah, the 17th, oh, sorry, the 18th top ten matchup of Pac-12 teams since 1986. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah. Now you do. See, I'm I'm filling you with all sorts of stuff today. I do know last year down at UCLA, game day was down for that one as well. And that was on the, uh, I think it was like 34-31. Remember, that was the Gabbers interception there at the end to seal it uh, for the Duckies. So if you, go back, he threw it. if you go back to 1986, when number seven Arizona State beat number six Washington 34-21, there have only been, since then, 16 other top ten matchups in the Pac-12. Oregon's played in seven of those and fared very well. They're five and two okay. in those games. Well, you think about it, the Pac-12, you know, over the last you know, 15, 20 years, it's not like it's been necessarily the greatest reputation conference, so... The fact that you're getting two top ten teams here, that's, that's like you said, that's a fairly unique thing. You don't get many of these. So this will be number 18. Uh, UCLA, probably the best bet for the college football playoff from the Pac-12. If they beat Oregon here, 
Their schedule opens up. Well, I'm going to look here because they do have USC at the end because Oregon misses USC. So they got Oregon and then there's uh, Stanford at home, Arizona State at home, Arizona, uh, USC Cal to finish this thing up. So, yeah, it 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 bears it, this. This bears it out. If they beat Oregon, in theory, the only time that you should be challenged is USC. I mean, no offense to Stanford, Arizona State. Arizona can throw the ball a little bit. Cal your one hurdle there is USC, but then of course you have the Pac-12 title game. So, and you would assume that's going to be against another top 10, top 11 opponent. So basically if you're UCLA, you got three big time games that you have to win, but you could say the same thing for Oregon. Um, Well, there's a long way to go. I was just pointing out that, you know, UCLA, this is, this is probably the biggest obstacle if you, unless you count um, the USC game, like you said, but, and then for Oregon, if they are actually just, hold on there, they are a big UCLA is a bigger underdog in this game mm-hmm. than they would be against USC. So six and a half against the, uh, against the Duckies. Yeah, mm-hmm. I saw Caesars put out the remaining big game lines mm-hmm. and had USC favored by two and a half over UCLA. And that game's at UCLA. Interesting. So this is UCLA's biggest test uh, left. So if Oregon gets by UCLA, you're at Cal, home to Colorado, Washington, uh, and then the, the big one there would be Utah at home. And then, of course, you have to finish out at Oregon State. And... I, I look at that one and dude, they have you, a much tougher run than UCLA does. Yeah, you got you got Utah at home, and you know that's going to be a dogfight, especially if Utah keeps winning because they're going to find themselves in in the mix for a conference championship. But don't overlook after a very physical Utah team having to go on the road against a Beave team that is going to be able to play with with Oregon. I think that's a tough two games to finish your your, it's your tough season. Three games. Well, yeah, because after Washington. Yeah, you don't you don't uh, count that. I, I they just can't. I, I bet you Oregon just absolutely steamrolls them up front unless Washington can figure out some sort of defensive game plan between now and then. Well, that's changed from a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it's we just. I don't know if you've seen any of Washington play. They cannot play defense. They've got a, a my my buddy who's a diehard Husky fan. Like I'm I'm talking full on knows every single recruit knows everyone on that roster. He was watching them play uh, the other week. That was when they when they lost to a backup quarterback at Arizona State. And he, he texts me and he goes, he goes, this might be the first time in ten years that I just saw a guy make a tackle. And I have in their secondary he goes, I have no idea who he is. And then he texted me back a little bit later and goes, it's even worse. They've got a guy playing without a name on the back of his jersey. They just that's how bad it is in their secondary. Wow. I mean, they are. They just do like, no name, no name blank. They just, th- that's how bad it is. Like before they're like, I look, just get this guy uniform. Let him go. It's just, it's a mess. Good grief. Their defense is really, really bad. How did we not see that before? I, I think why we, did we get all jockeyed on them? Well, Cause I think we're just come to expect the fact that Washington is synonymous with one DBs and two playing defense. Over the years, it's been the exact opposite. They can't score. Isn't DeBoer a defensive guy, too? No, he's a full-on he full offensive guy. And wherever he goes, points follow. Scored points at Idaho. scored Or not Idaho, but Indiana. Scored points at, at uh, Fresno. And UW's offense is great, but they cannot stop a nosebleed. Well, isn't that college football now, though? Like, I was looking at this uh, just preliminarily, just digging into Oregon-UCLA. And, you know, college football's had a really strong year. Um, I saw that Tennessee-Alabama had over like 11 million viewers and it's it's all the offense yeah you know um people are saying it's better than the nfl right now and i i have to say i'm an nfl guy through and through i think it's a better product than college football but so far this year 
college football has been way more entertaining. Way more entertaining yeah, it's than not, the NFL, and it's because of the offense. Yeah, you can have bad ball, but if it's bad ball with points versus what we That's saw right. last night. 45-42, man. I Give mean, me 45. Exactly. What we saw last night has been seemingly all over the NFL this year. Yeah. And 45-42 is college football this year. And that's where you look at this UCLA-Oregon game and go, you know, Utah ran for 192 yards against UCLA. Yeah. And Oregon's run game is better than Utah's, right? Yeah. I mean, it's one of the best in the country. Yep. So you, th- you look at that, you say, the you know, uh, UCLA's given up 32 points in each of their last two games. And then you look at Oregon, and their defense is ranked 89th. Yeah. But so, dude, it's going to be 50 to 48. Well, and, and it's interesting here because if you want to go back to this matchup specifically, they're number one and number two in basically every meaningful offensive statistic in, in the conference, right? They're, you're either talking about the number one or number two offense for both of these. Now, on the defensive side of the ball, both are good against the run. It's number one, number two against the run in the conference. If you're going to try to look for an advantage here because both sides are going to try to run the ball, both sides are very good at stopping the run. If you want to say that there's one advantage because I think these two teams are very evenly matched, it is in the secondary. UCLA is better against the pass than Oregon is. Oregon has been very poor against the pass, and UCLA has been a little bit better, kind of middle of the road versus Oregon that's a little bit you know, yeah. little further well, down. So You said UCLA stops the run. Utah ran all over. Yeah. So, dude, it's just all about points in college football this year, and I'm here for it. It's great. I think this game is going to be freaking fantastic. Yeah. Excellent players all over the field. Bo Nix is playing great. Dorian Thompson-Robinson has been playing great. This running back uh, for UCLA is excellent. You've seen him. He feels like he's been there for like eight years. Yeah, he's a Michigan transfer. UCLA up front is really solid. The Ducks' defense will be tested big time. Yeah. I mean, everything you could this want. Is great. And yet Oregon's favored by almost a touchdown. Yeah. So. I mean, they're, they're, Oregon's offense is freaking well, awesome. And, and you can also point to the schedule and look at it. So Oregon obviously has the big blemish with Georgia, but... You know, I think at this point we kind of try to shove that one aside because they just don't look like that. And and Georgia hasn't looked like that since either. But if you want to go down the road and, and you look at, at who Oregon has played, you know, again, if, I, if you're trying to find some sort of advantage here, Eastern Washington, BYU, Stanford, Arizona, eh, you would say that the best team they've played is Washington State, and that was on the road, right? And they, that was a very gritty kind of come-from-behind victory that they pulled out. Now, on the other hand, if you look at, at UCLA, UCLA started off the year, you know, horrid. They looked terrible. Remember, they should have lost that game to, I think, what was it, South Alabama. And so they didn't look great against Bowling Green or yeah, Alabama State and South Alabama. And then, you know, they play Colorado and they play UW. And at the time, we thought UW was a big win, but the shines come off of that. And then we're going to go to the Utah game, which was last week, and they looked great against Utah. So I. This by far, you know, with the exception of the Georgia, this is by like we haven't seen a test for either one of these teams that's anything like this, other than if you want to point to the Utah game. So I think if you want to give a little bit of advantage, maybe to a team that's a little more battle tested, I would go a slight nod to UCLA with the win over Utah as their best win versus Oregon that has that win on the road. Good win, but a come from behind the win against Washington State. All right. Uh, how does Oregon State fare as a large favorite like they are this week? Nick Daschle looked into that for us, and we'll get to that next on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Prime Time with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. All right, the Yankees just close out the uh, Guardians, so it'll be Yankees, Astros, ALCS. I hate to say this, but uh, go Yankees. Yeah, I hate to say it too. I agree. I don't have a choice. No, you don't. Got to nope. do it. Not after what the cheating Astros did <laughs> and what they did to our Mariners. Our well, that and Mariners. And this also pains me to say, but the Yankees way more likable than the Houston Astros. I mean, outside of uh, Jordan Alvarez, who I actually don't mind. Uh, I find the Astros to have at least like four of the like most hated players in baseball. I mean, Bregman alone to me, it might be my most hated player in all of major league baseball. Yeah. You wonder if, if you took all of the Yankees and made them Astros and they yeah. were the cheaters or yeah. whatever, like how many of them would you say are in that same category? Cause like, I feel like judge is really likable. Stanton would be hateable. Stanton easily hateable. Josh Donaldson, very hateable. hundred percent. Rizzo. Yeah. I find Garrett Cole to be easily Garrett hateable. Cole. And where did he come from? Former Astro. Former Astro. Yeah. But like Altuve and Bregman, come on. I mean, it's just they're right there, one, two. I also really dislike Aaron Boone. It's going to be hard to root for the Yankees. But, but you have no choice. I know. There's no choice. All right, this is our Jamboree. Uh, we will have in the news coming up next. Uh, the Oregon State Beavers are a 24-point favorite. How about that? Over Colorado. Well, Colorado is flat-out awful. I yeah, mean, what would you – but they just beat Cal. Like, what I, What do you do with a spread like that? I like, don't know. <laughs> to, to me, I don't touch it. Yeah, I'm not – I don't because Oregon State, I, I love what they do defensively. Uh, the offense, I'm not in love with it. You should be able to do whatever you want to Colorado. But, honestly, at that point, I, I don't touch. I just – I leave that alone. We were talking last week. I was – Surprised when I saw that Oregon State was a three and a half point favorite over Washington State. Hey, the Beavs and they though, took care of it. Yeah, the Beavs gave them the business. They held no, Wash- they held Washington State, I think, to twenty six yards um, rushing. I mean, the Beavs can play some defense. I mean, so our friend Nick Dashel is over at the Oregonian, or is it Oregon Live? Whatever. Probably, it probably should be Oregon Live. Probably. He has put together the list 
Um, he said, based on point spreads dating back to 1990, he went to oddshark.com. Oregon, as a uh, Oregon State, sorry, as a 24 point favorite, is its third largest against a Pac 12 opponent. Okay. The largest was 31 when the Beavers played Washington State in 2009. Was that like under the Paul Wolf sort of regime? Because those Coug teams were embarrassingly bad. 2009? Was that that long ago? Uh, I'd have to look that up. It's tough to know. Um, They won and covered. Oh. They won by 32. (laughs) The spread was 31. They won by 32. That is correct, guys. 2008 through 2011. Paul Wolf. Paul Wolf. And when I said Colorado is as bad a team as I've ever seen in the conference, the first ones that come to mind are those Paul Wolf teams. And the, the Stanford teams under Walt Harris and Buddy Tevens. Uh, 2008, Oregon State was a 28-point favorite, uh, and it beat Washington State 66-13. to 13. Jeez. Uh, they were a 24-point favorite over Washington State in 2010, but Paul Wolf got them. Mm-hmm. 31-14. You lost to Paul Wolf. They were 24-point favorites, and they happen? lost by 17 points. Jeez. So since 1990... According to Dashiell, mm-hmm. Oregon State has been a 14-point favorite or better in a conference game 13 times. Care to guess their record? 13 times. Uh, I will go. Uh, give me, give me close to a 500 there. Uh, you know, you mean against the spread, right? Against the spread. Yeah. So record uh, straight up, just winning the game. They're 12 and one in those games. Yeah. Uh, the one loss to Washington State there. Against the spread, though, give me, uh, I'll go seven wins. Nine and four. Okay. So what you're saying here is lay the points. Well, they've been pretty good in this spot. Um, Last one being, uh, now it's been a while, but the last one was uh, in 2012. Uh, they were a 15-and-a-half point favorite over Cal, and they beat them 62-14. to 14. So, they, so they haven't been – it's been 10 years since they, they, were, they were this big yeah. of a favorite. And let me just say, I don't know what the spread is in any of these games, but let's just go on the idea that, that Colorado has been a 24-point dog in every game, okay? Okay. TCU 38-13. They play TCU? They play TCU. Thirty-eight, thirteen. Well, now that we know TCU is really good, yeah. that score doesn't look yeah, so bad. It's not so bad. Then they played Air Force 41-10. Minnesota 49-7, UCLA 45-17, Arizona 43-20. Hey, that's a cover. That's a cover if you're going 24. And then uh, then they, they beat Cal 20-13. to so, was, Here, I'm going to look up the spread on that game. I don't know what the spread on, any, like of those, on any of those. So look, let's just say that Colorado has not been a covering machine, even if the spread is 24. Oh, you know what? I'm going to lay the points. I'm going to take the beeves and I'm going to lay it. I'm gonna lay the twenty-four. I'm not touching it. <laughs> that's gonna be one of my. Uh, that's gonna be a one-unit play for me because I, I doubted my beeves last week. Okay, here it is, and they proved me wrong. So I'm I'm gonna lay a unit on this. So here's here is the here are the actual lines. Yeah. Those games. Okay, TCU. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were only a thirteen and a half point favorite. Well, and then that's clearly a cover for TCU. Air Force. Uh, they were a seventeen and a half point. Uh, favorite over Colorado. Lost by 31. Yeah. So, so far, 0-2 against the spread. Yep. Next game was Minnesota. Now, uh, Vegas is catching on. The spread there, 28. They lost by 42. (laughs) 0-3. Then they get UCLA. Spread there, 22.5. And And yet, somehow, someway, 45-17, last time I checked, 
That's a cover. 0 and 4 against the spread. How about that? So they go to Minnesota. They're a 28 point favorite. They play UCLA 22 and a half. Go figure. Well, they, they we did. missed that one. That was a lock. They did get them at home, so you know that Boulder advantage. Then they go to Arizona. Mm-hmm. What would you say? Okay, so now you know they're zero and four and zero and four against the spread. But, what would you say the spread would be? But there? Arizona sucks. Right, I'll so go like twenty points. Seventeen and a half. Well, we saw what happened there. They lost by twenty three. Yep. So they are now zero and five against the spread, and then against Cal, they were a fifteen point underdog win. And they won outright. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the beeves. I'm gonna lay a unit. The beeves. Yeah. The beeves will beat them by. Uh, well, I beat can them by twenty. I can tell you this: none of my hard-earned money will go on that game. <laughs> I will. I will plan on losing my hard-earned money on other games. But uh, I would say, if I had to bet it, I would. There was no way it would be on Colorado. I honestly don't have a good feeling. I am not gonna touch uh, Oregon and UCLA. I just. I don't. I. There's. If I had to, I think I would take UCLA in the points. I'm getting that's almost a lot of points. It's a lot of points because I think these are two really evenly matched teams. Mm-hmm. And again, I go back to it. Not that that UCLA has played a gauntlet, but I mean, since Georgia, the best team that like at the time we thought BYU was a really good win, but now you look at BYU who's falling apart. I don't know what to make of it. So they, they've had one, the, the one game they've played against, I would say, an even remotely quality opponent was Washington State. And, yeah, it's on the road. It's a tough place. But Washington State had them. Give credit to Oregon for, for coming back on, on that. But I just don't know if, if they should be favored by almost a touchdown in a game that I think is, is nip and tuck. I'm not going to touch it because betting against Oregon at home is dumb. Oregon is fantastic at home. But if I had to, I think I would lean, I think I would lean UCLA in, in the points. This, feel, to me, feels like a field goal game. And I also want to see if... So both teams are obviously so run-heavy, and they both run the ball really well, number one and number two run offenses in the conference. I wonder, with Oregon's uh, struggles at time to play in space, I wonder, because you would have seen both, both sides just line up and run, I wonder if Chip Kelly comes out and spreads them out and starts throwing the ball and forces Oregon early on to try to play sideline to sideline, loosen it up a little bit, and then they counter with, with, with kind of a counterpunch run. I just I'll be interested to see. Something tells me that UCLA is not just going to come out and run into the teeth of that defense and try to play in a phone box. Phone box. Something tells me at the fifth, a fifth year quarterback. I I think they throw it on Oregon and play in space because well, I think that's the one aspect of Oregon's defense that has really struggled this year. If you feel like it's going to be a high scoring game, six points isn't that much. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And it does seem like it's leaning that way. I don't. I don't know. I think this is a great test for Oregon's defense. We'll see how they do, but uh, can't wait for it. All right, we'll have more on that. Why I'm not touching the game. Uh, the coach. Did you know the coach of Oregon, Dan Lanning, joins us every Thursday? I'm familiar with it. Yeah, he will be with us on Thursday at four o'clock. Uh, so tune in for that. Uh, up next, though, uh, it's time for in the news. Let's go. Uh, I am not sure why we are just now getting this, but better late than never on the uh, homeless plan from Ted Wheeler. Well, we talk, gas, Teddy. We did talk about that there was, you might have been gone for this one. I believe you were. There was a report that he was going to soon announce Here we go. a new sweeping plan. All right, that's next. But first, Jordan with SportsCenter. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. All right, big announcement today. Um, Jason Quick returning to our broadcast as our Blazers insider. Uh, he'll be on Thursdays at 515. Uh, the Blazers open their season tomorrow night. Uh, right now it is October 18, 2022. It is time for In the News. I'm your noted newsman. Hello. Thank you. Please be seated. I am. Today is World Menopause Day. How are you feeling? Oh, well, you know, I got some hot flashes. Struggling a little bit, but I'm on some hormone therapy. Looking to get through it. It was also National No Beard Day. Oh, well, that's... Don't wear a beard today. It's a little hard. Can you just... Well, I guess guess it's not that hard. You can just shave it off. Shave it. Yeah, isn't it wild how popular beards have become? Yeah, you were you were kind of ahead of the trend. You had you've had one for I don't even remember you without a beard. It's been a while. Yeah, you should probably credit me with the beard. movement <laughs> the beard trend you've had yours for well over a decade right although you said you shaved yours off in italy i did yeah yeah um decade maybe i don't know i lose track of dates it's been a while yeah. i shaved mine off once over the last probably i don't know five years yeah why'd yeah. you do that well the uh the lady uh had never seen me without one and she was like hey would you shave it for me I'm like yeah i don't care i said i used to shave mine all the time and then I shaved it, and she went, oh, can you grow it back? And that's when I started, like, the, the big, big beard, because we were going to Iceland. So I just kept mine growing, and I'd never had a beard like this until within the last, like, two years. And then I just kind of let it go, and, uh, oh, I've never looked back. I kind of like the uh, the big bush. <laughs> I, like having, I like having a lot of fur. I don't. Yeah. You like to keep it nice and trim, huh? I don't like the big bush. <laughs> I'm all about it. Terrifies me. <laughs> Uh, Mayor Ted Wheeler is asking the county for help in banning unsanctioned homeless camping over 18 months. Wait, like over the next 18 months or you're not allowed to camp? (laughs) They're like, hey, 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 you can only camp here for 17 months and then we ask you to leave. 
No, Ted Wheeler is expected to announce a plan this week that will ban unsanctioned camping in Portland. How about that? Yeah, and then he's going to set up. What the, a novel idea. He's going to set up the campuses. According to early reports, he wants to build three large homeless campuses instead. It's an idea that has been around before, but never been done here in Portland. Wheeler calls the crisis on Portland streets a vortex of misery. Wow. Well, that's an interesting term. Do you he's, think he came up with that on his own, or was that like a group thing? They were like, hey. Yeah, that was workshopped. Yeah. They kind of went around and were like, I like this. Yeah, vortex of misery. Let's run with it. He's now calling on the county for help in banning homeless camping over an 18-month period. He is expected to release a plan this week on banning unsanctioned homeless camping and building three 500-person homeless campuses instead. I'm sure it's going to go great wherever we put these because the problem is anytime we come up with any sort of plan to put them anywhere, then everyone freaks out because they don't want it in their neighborhood. Well, there's that, and there's also the element of, well, okay, that's nice. They may not want to go there. But you're not really solving the home. Like, you're just moving them. Like, how about... Well, uh, but at, at, at some point, you can't even begin to solve it until you deal with the problem of everyone being spread out. This has been tried in many other areas, including in Europe, and this is a way more effective model. Because when you put these things on, on like, kind of the, 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 the campsites, you can have things like, uh, you know, sanitary uh, services and mental health and drug counseling and all these sorts of things and so this is actually something that's been done. Um, I was reading a book on this not too long ago, and this is more of the model that has been used around the world that has been way more effective than especially what we do, which is nothing. And let me just state for the record, I am blown away by the attitude of, and I'm all for compassion and I'm all for love. I'm not saying that these people aren't human beings and they don't deserve our respect, but it stuns me that we allow these people this group of people to dictate to us the terms in which they are willing to be uh, dealt with. It is unbelievable unbelievable to me. And what other walk of life do we have in civilized society where a fringe group, a very small fringe group compared to the rest of, of society that just says, we're going to do whatever the hell we want and we all sit around with our thumbs planted somewhere and are like, well... There's nothing we can do because we don't want to seem cruel. It is unbelievable to me that we have allowed it to get to this point. Stuns me. My uh, major question here is why on earth is he just now coming out with this? Like, I don't hasn't know. this been going on for like five years? Well, I, any, at least. Anytime we do anything. Like, what has he been doing in for city the... government? It's like turning around a big giant I mean, ship. Uh, seriously, like, did it really take that long to hatch that plan? Like, hey, let's move him to campus. Oh, good idea. I could have. I, I mean, seriously, like what? And yet we still don't know if this is going to get done because, like you said, you're going to need help from the different uh, counties and, and, and whatnot to to do this. All three uh, candidates for Oregon governor have been briefed on Ted Wheeler's new hot plan, and uh, they all agree that it could be a solution. Long overdue. Well, at least it's a at least you're thinking. At least you're trying. Right. I mean, I guess. But again, like. Dude, what has he been doing for four years? I don't know. I don't know. I, what have we? Well, I mean, for two of those years, we've had we've been dealing with COVID, which we've done absolutely nothing. Which again, I find fascinating that we're like, well, we can't do anything because we don't want COVID to spread. So we're just going to let people run rampant on the streets because that's so much better than than running the risk of COVID. Like, I understand that COVID's a problem in prisons, but we still have to deal with prisons, right? Although I guess in some ways we were like, well, let's let everyone out of prison because of COVID and let's see how well that works. It just amazes to me how 
idiotic we are on these sorts of things that we let it get to this point and then we all throw up our hands and say there's nothing we can do. To hell there's nothing we can do. We're a city of, of what, two and a half million people with how many, how many, our, our budget starts with a B, not with a, with a, with an M, right? We have, we have a, a billion plus dollar budget in our city. And then we look around at a couple thousand people and we're like, well, they can do whatever the hell they want because we don't know how to deal with it. It's, yeah. well, I think it, it's amazing. The problem is there's just too many cooks in the kitchen. There's, there's too many like special interest groups around here and vocal minorities and the tail wags the dog. You know, yeah. we, we know that's how that works here. That's why they're trying to change the the government structure and yeah. hopefully that will improve things well but then there's like this idea like i hear like the the people that are against this saying well they won't go there or they won't stay there and th- this works in other places and yes there are going to be people that don't choose to go but the solution to that is then not to throw up your hands and say well we're going to let them do what we want hey you have to be here and that person says no i'm going to camp in front of this store and then we just go, well, well, we tried. He can camp wherever he wants. No, you remove it. You do not let them lay and sit and poop and pee and do whatever the hell they want. It doesn't work that way. There's a car of interest in the Nakia Creek fire Ooh, because they, it was started. started it. Yeah, they're thinking it was man-made or woman. Yeah, that's true. Although something let's t- not be sexist. Yeah, let's, let's be honest. It's, it's a man. Well, there's a car. And they are police. I don't know if you've seen that. Have you seen the car? The, no, I have not. I have not seen the car. Well, they zoom in on the car, and guess what? What? It is a black Nissan Murano with Syracuse plates I and a Yankee it. flag. That son of and a bitch! And it was blaring heavy metal music. I knew it. It's I Mike Lynch. Knew it all along. Actually, it's a white Subaru. They think. They think. They think. Even better. Um, Wait, my yeah. daughter. My daughter drives a white Subaru. Uh-huh. Uh-oh. Yeah, it's a white Subaru, and it was filmed. Or they they have a, a like an aerial shot of it, and yeah. they zoom in, so it's very hard. It's kind of blurry. But they said there were there were two couples uh, out there with the white Subaru, and that is the car of interest they, that they believe started the Nakia Creek fire. Now, are they saying that this was an accidental sort of thing? They just were like, I don't know, or or someone deliberately. They don't it? know. They just think that what where it started. Was, was associated with where that car was. Interesting. And the people with that car. So I'm guessing if they... So it was probably your daughter. If they find those people, they're, uh, well, they're a bit of a bill that's going to get attached to that one. It says, we are looking for what we believe is a white or light-colored Subaru. Based on witness statements, we also believe there were two men and two women connected with this vehicle. So we know nothing other than a white Subaru in Oregon. That ought to be easy to, yeah, to right. narrow down. That'll stand out. Yeah, so basically the entire city of Bend is responsible for the Nakia Creek fire. So this was uh, 3.30 p.m. Sunday, October 9th. They were on a ridge near where the fire began that day. The fire marshal says they are of interest to the wildfire investigation. <laughs> just, just of a person of interest. Well, yeah, I mean, they could have started it. I mean, there's not that many people up there, right? So it's like... Well, but my, my guess is, let me ask you this. If someone's like, hey, we think you started the fire, can you just be like... No, I didn't. No. <laughs> well, you have Are a you white, covering for your daughter right you now? You have a white Subaru. Well, I, I've told my children several times this, that did your... Did, has anyone ever tried to pull a we have you on tape, therefore we're going to need a confession out of you? Because that's been tried on me multiple times. Um, I can't say no. Like, yeah. I've never really been interrogated by police. Oh, uh, well. <laughs> Apparently you have. Well, that in my school. I remember my school tried that a, uh, a time or two. Oh, well, we have you on film doing blah, 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 so confess to it. And my response to that is no. If you have me on tape, you don't need my confession. Therefore, I don't think you have me on tape. Therefore, I'm going to shut my mouth. 
See what else I have for you here. Uh, election day is coming. Yeah, you know that? it is right around the corner. Right around the corner. Those midterms. November 8th. Um, when you should expect your ballot. I already got mine. News you can use. Uh, coming up next, it is 448 on the fan. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Are we on the air? We are. Did this you play is, the regener yet? This is the one Grateful Dead top ten hit ever. Yeah. Touch of Grey, right? Touch of Grey. And I'm sure all the deadheads hate this song, man. Probably. Because of that. Yes. And they refuse to play it when they... That would be my guess. When they yeah. play. It's, yeah. it's one of two. I know Friend of the Devil and I know this. The only two Grateful Dead songs. And I've been to a Grateful Dead concert and I was on drugs and I still didn't understand it. You know, they're still out there. I, uh, I think with Mayor, but I think they're, uh, well, I mean, say which, I think this is the, supposedly the farewell. Mm. I think they're go, they're, they're, they're announcing the, the, the farewell tour. Yeah, but I'll believe it when I see it. I know. Believe me, don't get fooled into the farewell tour. It's just a cheap way to drum up ticket sales. It is uh, in the news for October 18, 2022. Election Day is November 8th. So when you go and get your ballot. Well, I'm in Washington, and I, I uh, already have mine. Oh. Sitting on my sitting on my desk. Ballots will be sent by mail two to three weeks before each statewide election, according to the Oregon Secretary of State's office. This means ballots for the upcoming general election will start being sent out tomorrow. Fake news. Fake. It's a ballot. None of them are real. Don't believe anything. Mm, there is that. I just love that we we literally I'm gonna have... take mine to an off, uh, to an authenticator. <laughs> hey, is this real? Make sure it doesn't have the Chinese watermark on it. I swear to God, we are at the point where we have people that are running in what? this country for, for governors, state secretaries that are literally saying they will not. We're back to the If they do not win, they will not accept the yeah, results. It's it, pretty scary. It's unbelievable. You know, my ballot, I, I expect it to say, so like I'm the governor, right? Yeah. It'll have the three choices and yeah. it will say Tina Kotek, Tina Kotek, <laughs> Tina Kotek. <laughs> like, wait, what? What's happening? And then you pull out your Herschel Walker mini G-Man badge and are like, whoa, this, this is real. I, I just, I, I can't believe that this is where we're at. The last day to register to vote in Oregon is today. So if you haven't registered, uh, jump in your car. You have like five minutes. <laughs> Either that or you're, you're screwed. <laughs> I guess. I, mean, I don't know. I guess you can do it online, right? I don't know. Um, Couldn't tell you. And you can track your ballot using the uh, Secretary of State offices my vote online portal oh okay just throw your name and date of birth in there and they'll track it you can find out so where you can you, make sure that you, they you and your seven dead relatives who you voted for yeah <laughs> and you can follow where they're where they're actually altering it to say what they want i i suppose i mean that's what we're doing now but we do have mail you know ballots that's kind of cool not a lot of states have that I think more, more and more. We just not many states. Yeah, like we have. I mean, we've been doing it for years. Yeah, but don't let anyone tell you that. Uh, you know, I remember that, those, to, that those are legit. No, yeah, too much tampering. <laughs> I used to go to the. I just remember going down to you know, going yeah. in the booth behind the curtain, and then 
you know, they hit me with a rubber hose and tell me, you better vote for this Republican. My favorite vote of all time was uh, back in the day when you would go to baseball games and you did the punch card yeah. oh, for the All-Star. Yeah. Oh, man, that meant so much to me. I took that very, very seriously. I had I think to really we all think did. it out. That was back when the All-Star vote, you know, it was like, I think everyone did. And yes. that's why the All-Stars were so much better then. Yeah. I did not just randomly punch in Seattle Mariners. It was an American duty. Yes, you really had to think long and hard about who you wanted to vote for. What else do I have for you? Hey, uh, shots fired at Jefferson High School today. Well, that's not good. Yeah. They have to close down campus, or was this like a drive-by sort of thing? It is not clear if there were any injuries. Uh, further wait, details, wait. not it, immediately available. How is it not clear? I'm pretty sure that if I got shot... Hey, I, is that an injury? Yeah, so I you, don't know. I don't know. Did I get shot? I think so. Maybe. I don't... Is that really one of those that could go either way? I, I would assume. Now, I've never been shot, but... I would assume that if a bullet entered my flesh, I would have a really good idea if that happened. Well, it's one of those stories where they have the headline and they know uh, they know nothing. They know nothing. Nothing. But they got to put it out there that, yeah. that there was a shooting. shots. Uh, well, shots fired. Shots so. fired. Yeah. I guess shots fired is different than a shooting, right? Correct. Yeah, I would say. So. Okay. I would say so. Um, are you getting enough of the political uh, I, campaigns? I, I just. Who's the guy it's, that it's, they it's keep ex- smearing? It's, ex- uh, it's exhausting. Mike something. They keep they throw his wife on there now. Uh, who says he's here, a great guy here locally, or are yeah, you talking well, about some of the national ads? It's always on TV. It's a local one, I think, an Oregon one. I, I, don't, I know. don't know. They, they said he got he was addicted to drugs or something, or he got busted for drugs. And I have his wife. Uh, now they he made an ad countering that ad, and his wife's like, he's great. Oh, I love you know him. what? I do know what you're speaking. Who of. is that guy? Mike? Is that Michael Sipe? No, no. I don't. I I know the ad because, uh, but I don't know who it's for. Honestly, I I tune it all out. Are you getting the mailers? Oh yeah. So I just throw them straight in the trash. Yeah, I got the big mailers. I'm sorry, I throw them straight in the recycling. In the recycling, the most disturbing one now is uh, we're getting one uh, about Mike Erickson. Erickson, that's his name. The ones that keep coming to my door are really focused on the uh, the the gender mutilation. Oh, and they keep and they have photos. They're putting photos on there of of uh, like 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 breasts that have been cut off. It's very it's very jarring, but those keep showing up in my uh, in my mailbox. So to whatever uh, guy that's fear mongering the uh, transgender thing, uh, you know, keep it classy. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, the flyers I never even look at. They just go straight into the recycle. You can you can definitely get me with the campaign ads though. Although I'm still I don't know who Mike Erickson is, what he's running for, or what party he is. Yeah. I just know that he could possibly have been a drug addict. <laughs> that's all I know. I I enjoy the fact that it is no longer a hey this is my platform. It's just that my enemy is the spawn of Satan. Right. So that's right. You not, can't vote for them. You, yes. So you have to vote for yeah. me. I'm not going to tell you anything that I'm about. Yeah, right. I just want you to know that that person over there is either a Nazi or they want all of your children that's right. to be generally mutilated. And so therefore you must vote for me. KGW did a fact check on Mike Erickson's ad. How'd that work? Well, they're saying that it, so it calls him a drug user. Okay. Uh, in the in the attack, is ad. he indeed a drug user? Well, he was arrested in uh, 2016. Okay, he was pulled over in Hood River. Well, who hasn't been? The cop watched him stumble to his truck, get into the car, and then failed to stay within his lane. He got pulled over. He blew a .12. He got arrested, and in his pocket was 
uh, one single five milligram oxy pill, ah, which he had said he had gotten from his wife, who is also in the ads claiming how great he is. <laughs> um, so he was charged with DUI and unlawful possession of oxycodone. Oh, okay. So he is a drug user. So it would seem that the ad could be truthful. <laughs> Imagine if they ran a political ad against either one of us. It'd be fantastic. Just imagine what those things are going to be looking like. Yeah, are you going to tear me down? Oh, wait. <laughs> Isaac Rob. <laughs> That's just the mugshot up there. Hey. <laughs> there's no mugshot. That's been erased. All right. Uh, there's in the news October 18, 2022, the uh, Hot Five at Five. Let's get to it on time, okay? Let's see what we can do. Uh, coming up next on The Fan. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. Uh, 